Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today, we've got ADHD family tips from our listeners. We've got 19 tips across four different major categories, and we're excited about all of them. Yes, Pete, it's true. We have wonderful categories and topics that we're going to be discussing from our listeners. And our last topic is one that I know for sure a lot of people struggle with, which is meal planning. You don't want to miss any of these. They are from you back to you. I love these episodes. Stay tuned. The whole thing's great. Here's the show. Uh, welcome to episode two of season 23, Nikki Kinzer. We are, uh, th- today we're taking on listener tips. Uh, I love these listener tips episode. People uh, people responded. They did. In mass. Yes. Uh, so we're talking about ADHD and families, managing your uh, family uh, and I guess living with ADHD. We started with um, Dr. Michelle Frank talking about the Gottman Method and couples work. And now we've got ADHD family tips. You want to talk a little bit more about this series? Yes. So as you said, we have family tips from our listeners um, today, which I'm really excited to, to talk about. Uh, we have an interview coming up with an ADHD mom. Uh, we also have somebody uh, a little bit later coming in to talk about a book about mindfulness um, for teenagers, which I think will be fantastic. So it's great timing, I think, um, for the for us to emphasize on family and ADHD going into the school year, going into a new season. Uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to to what we've got in the next few shows. So it's it's a uh, it's a big season and uh, episode two of season 23. Uh, we are going to talk all about these family tips in a minute. But before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us a little bit better. Listen to the show there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list. We'll send you an email each time a new episode is released. Connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD. And, you know, we have this Patreon. If you've ever had the inkling that you you like what we do, you like the subjects that we talk about, your life is somehow better in some small way, shape, or form as a result of something you've learned here, uh, or the topics that we've talked about, or the guests that we've had on the show over the last 11 years, 10 years, 11 years, somewhere in there, we'll get the date right, over 10 years. Uh, you should head over to patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast and join the club. Uh, there are a couple of different tiers for you to join. And this season in particular, uh, we're going to do another podcast. Ooh. Why would we do that? I don't I don't know why we would do that, but it's coming. It's so close. We have this this goal that we've set for when we can frankly afford to do this um which is we just need a few more people who are who care about the show who love the show who want to join and subscribe to to be a part of the show and you'll start getting a patron only podcast it won't be in any of the podcast directories it is patreon only and i think it's going to be called uh pete wright is talking to himself and i like it it's because every as I'm planning for this show, the only thing I can think about is like all these things I want to talk about. It's really just me giving myself advice. <laughs> I love it. And so that's uh, that's the kind of show. These are the things that maybe I don't do, but in the spirit of do what I say and not what I do. I'm going to start saying, right, is talking, talking about to it himself. and I'm doing gonna, it. I'm going to 
document the things that I need to do in my own life. I love it. Uh, and we're going to talk about technology and tools and, and processes and tips. And it is really, you know, designed to be uh, very much a, uh, a member-focused show. So you're going to hear voices of people that you see in the Discord community. We've got some lined up already. And so I'm very excited to start production of uh, Pete's talking to himself. Nice. Uh, patron only ADHD podcast podcast. Love it. I love <laughs> it's it. So goofy. Visit patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast to learn more. And this podcast will be going, what did we say? Is it going to all three tiers or just the top two tiers? I, Deluxe and Supreme. Top two. I think it's going to everybody. Top two, mm -hmm. it's going to Deluxe and Supreme. Mm -hmm. If you want this podcast, mm -hmm. that's the skinny. Okay. Well, let's talk about tips. What was the question that we put onto Discord? We don't have that on here, but I, I believe Melissa, Discord mom, had put a post on there yeah. with some kind of like, oh, hey, they're doing a show. I have it. Okay, great. Whatever you, what do you do to keep your family running? That's what we wanted to hear yes. about. Family tips, tricks, and hacks to share with the community. What do you do to keep your family running? And and we ended up with with four, I think, really clean categories yes. that just sort of happened. They just, it was emergent categorization. It's it was way too easy. Wonderful. So we're yeah. going to start with alarms, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious how you handle, uh, how you use alarms for your family. Like, how does this, because I know you use alarms yourself, and mm -hmm. I use the heck out of alarms. Oh, yeah. And I recommend how, how that every alarms... adhd -er oh, yeah. uses alarms, for sure. Yeah. Right. But how does this extend to your family? Well, it, personally, it probably it probably extends more personally, and I can probably speak more to my, for myself and, like, what my, I see my husband do. And I see my daughter do, but I don't see my, my son just because he's not around enough to really notice, mm -hmm. you know, how he's using them. But I know for me, it's definitely, uh, to, to prevent me from, well, I'll just be honest. I've been water coloring. I've been learning how to watercolor and, um, and I've been having so much fun and the time goes by really fast and I need to put an alarm on so that I know that I need to go do my work. <laughs> I need to go meet my yeah. client at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock. Must stop watercolor. Yes. And so yeah. I will put an alarm on just to make sure that I don't miss that because I could easily miss that. I love using the Pomodoro effect or the Pomodoro effect. That's like the, um, <laughs> that's the show. It's the, not the Pomodoro effect, but it's the uh, one where that's the magician, the magic guy. Oh my God. It's amazing. Have you seen it? Mm, I don't oh, know. Anyway. I don't know. Anyway. So, <laughs> but the Pomodoro method I love using for like cleaning house and doing chores. So I'll use alarms for that because, you know, how how do you even know what 25 minutes is and so and when you're doing a chore it feels like it's forever really mm -hmm. it does but um anyway so i'll use it for that and um you know of course like to get up in the morning and to keep myself on track my husband does the same thing like if she if he especially before my kids started driving if he needed to pick up somebody he will have the alarm set and mm -hmm, you know it mm -hmm. really is a reminder it's just reminding us that there's something else that that needs our attention and so we need to to do it yeah 
Well, I, uh, for me, it's all about, um, you know, I use Todoist and many of my alarms and alerts start there. For example, you know, um, things that I need to do on monthly, quarterly basis, all of those sorts of like change the, change the filters in the furnace, right? Like I have an alarm that is set to trigger me to change contexts, right? Whatever I'm doing on a Sunday morning, I, I change context to do that. On a daily basis, I scream alarms all the time. I'm using all of our voice activated devices and I do it on behalf of everybody in our family. So I'll set a, a voice, I'll say, hey lady, um, set an alarm for, you know, uh, Nick's driving test, mm -hmm. which he happens to be going to get his permit test today. And so like when he's in one mode, there needs to be an alarm to change gears. Like anytime you need to change context is on those daily alarms. That's what it's super useful for. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, the Hey Lady, we're a HomePod family and the Hey Lady wouldn't do multiple alarms at the same time. So you couldn't scream like, Hey, time you know, what I we use mostly in the kitchen for for this purpose, right? The time cooking different things that have different times. Right. Now you can. And so it makes it incredibly useful to be able to say in my office, hey, lady, remind me to, um, you know, make this phone call in a half hour and also remind me to stop working on this project and go pick up my kids. Right. And so those things are constantly kind of happening and using my voice to do that has been a really big, uh, big addition uh, over the last, you know, year, two years. Um, and so we also got feedback from you, dear listener. And so we have, uh, we have a list of some of them. Let's look at some of our favorites here. Uh, number one, I have daily alarms set in my phone to give my ADHD kiddos their meds and vitamins. Absolutely. That is, it's one of those great ones where it, it feels like, when would I be setting alarms for somebody else? But that's a perfect context. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, set alarms to help you manage your kids. Mm -hmm. uh, I rely on on routine daily alerts on my phone. My goal is to not need them because the routine is established. But when I'm starting a habit, the alerts are crucial. I keep them going for the ultra rare moment. Something has come up, pulled me out of my routine. I'm always grateful for the alarm when that happens. And can I just uh, say something 100%. about that? Um, yeah. First of all, I think it's wonderful. A great way to use it. Uh, but I also want to say there is no shame in keeping the alarms on like you don't mm -hmm. need to work you don't need to wait for the routine to be established because the reality with ADHD is that you could get just you could get distracted and that routine is going to fall to the wayside so having that alert even though you know it's coming I still think is crucial. I really do, you know, yeah. going forward just because it's not, it's just a, it's just something to, what is it? Like a, a backup system for your memory. Yeah, it's a backup system. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So right. that's the only the, thing I would say. I, I do too. I keep these things running constantly just because of that. And I'm really okay saying, you know, stop. I, I'm okay hitting stop because I know that that little jar of that little shock of, you know, change context is still useful. I do worry a little bit. And if I, I wonder, you know, if you're, you're somebody who gets like alert blind, notification blind, if something comes on, yes. it comes too often, like you, you stop, it, it stops having any meaning at all. Yes. And that's a really good point that you, that you bring up because I think it, well, I know that I hear a lot of people say that, that the reminders don't work anymore because they ignore them. But I do think it goes back to 
what is the purpose of the reminder and the alarm? If you are putting a an alarm on that says at 3 p.m., go do dishes and you mm-hmm. don't want to do the dishes at 3 p.m. And so you just ignore it, which happens. Um, that's probably not a really effective way to to remind you or motivate you to do uh, the dishes. But if you have an alarm set at 2.20 to go pick up your kids, you're not going to forget them. I mean, you're not going to ignore that alert. Mm-hmm. So th- I think it's the purpose. It's the purpose behind what are you being reminded of? And is it really a reminder to transition or is it something else to go do something that you've said you're going to do? I know that there are, though, situations where I can be in enough of a hyper-focus that I'll forget to leave. And so uh, it, it, even when it's to pick up my kids, like I know that that that's a thing that I have to, I, I have to fight because... Even when the it, alarm comes of, on, you'll ignore Yeah, the alarm it. comes on. If I, well, not ignore it necessarily, but again, if I look at it, I'm like, oh, okay, that's alarm, stop. I know that if I don't get up, within that next half second and change context, it is quite likely that I'll be back in it again. Like I'll fall back into the zone. And then do you and, forget and to take a, to bring up your kit or pick because up now kids? the alarm isn't. Yeah. Now the alarm yeah. isn't going because I've stopped it. And so I so think this next two one. Alarms. Right. Well, and this next one I think is, is really good. Here's the next uh, guidance set alarm in the beginning. I'll have an alarm for getting ready to go and another alarm for leave now. But then I trained myself to snooze it until I'm actually in the car and leaving so that I can use just one alarm. Mm-hmm. I titled the alarm as pickup insert kids name. I used the church bell alarm sound. I thought it sounded like a school bell on TV and it helped me associate that with pickup. Well, that's really useful. It and is. I think I, I actually, and, and I, um, I turned, I don't know why I did this, but there is a feature where you in the alarm app where you can say, don't use the snooze feature. I don't even want a snooze button because I'm a kind of a snoozeaholic. Like if I have a snooze option, then I'll train myself that, oh, it's another seven minutes or whatever it is. Like it's okay. So I just turned that off years ago. But I think this is one of those contexts where having the snooze button is really useful. And I think that's great advice. Yeah, I do too. I um, I like that a lot. Here's one uh, that is, again, about the voice assistance. This one begins with an A. We'll call her Anastasia, so nobody's uh, boxes get triggered here. Anastasia ended fighting about the grocery list. My partner tells her when he runs out of something. I don't forget what I was doing when he interrupts me, and I don't forget what he told me if I don't immediately stop to write it down. She is so much better at that job. Yes. (laughs) So... That's one of those really useful things, adding items to the grocery list. Yeah, Yeah. very useful. Super useful. Love that. Which takes us to planning and routines, our next major category Mm -hmm. of of tips. Uh, Planning and routines, now not just for yourself, but planning in and around your family. I am just so happy and thrilled that people contributed to to this topic, right? Because mm-hmm. um, this is something that people, uh, people that that listen to the show and people that I work with really struggle with planning and routine. So it was really great to to hear what other people are doing and how it works for them. So that's all I have to say. Thank you. All Thank right. you, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, my brain works best when I run through my day in order. 
coffee, exercise, get ready, pick up groceries, put them away, head to work. If I divert from the order, it's very obvious to me and quickly fixed. I I just want to add, it's very, me too. I'm super like to the point where for a long time I ate food in a circle around my plate. Mm. Like if there were multiple like sides on a plate, I eat them in order. I don't do that anymore. I've managed to to like enjoy multiple foods and tastes at the same time, but it was, it was, I had to be really rigorous about it. That, that I get broken if I, if I have to do things out of order and especially in my routines, totally get that. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. I, I follow a basic fly lady system daily and weekly routines because it is very ADHD friendly and forgiving. I attempted using it about 15 years ago, but I didn't understand how customizable customizable it is and found it overwhelming. Once I figured out that you can tailor it to your life successfully, it was a good fit. What do you know about Fly Lady? I know nothing. Okay. <laughs> so the only thing I know, I shouldn't say I know nothing. I know it's a website. I know that they can send you um, like daily emails, reminders, and and it's like a structured system of do this then. Um, but mm-hmm. the only thing I really know is that she has this like thought process around cl- cleaning the sink or having a shiny sink. Like if you do anything, do that. Yeah. Um, yep. So anyway, that's all I know about it. It's not Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if if it's ADHD friendly, but this person saying it is and that apparently it you can customize it. So that's fantastic. Yeah, there, you know, if you go to flylady.net slash, well, just just get get started. There's a getting started link at the top, right? It's it's a funny little website. It hasn't been updated in a, I mean, the content is updated, but the design hasn't been updated in a long time. So it, it feels like going back in time a little bit. It's like circa 1999. Um, so you click on that, get started and you get to, we're definitely a fly lady sink family. That sink trick is magical for us. Uh, and it, the, the whole thinking behind it, I, I gather and uh, is that, you know, if you clean and dry your sink every day, it it actually becomes contagious to things around in your kitchen. And so our kitchen is notably more organized and cleaner, like picked up when we clean and dry out the sink. Right? Oh, man. Like it's, it spreads. Okay. It's kind of amazing. I'm going to try it yeah. because I don't have that philosophy in our house yet. And yeah. uh, we have a lot of dishes hanging around. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I'm telling you we started cuz once the once the cl- kid the sink is clean like everything else looks so dirty. And yeah, I so, can see that for sure cuz everything is then on the counter yeah. so right. Yeah. Right. You notice and when you notice that's the magic of it. When you notice you are enabled to make change. Right. But the trick is getting yourself to notice and that's hard. So Great. Uh I had tip to fly lady that's a great great one. Something else to check out. Totally. Do a weekly family planner meeting. Even though I hated this every week, it really helped the whole family. We would go lunch, normally McDonald's on Sunday. Once we were done eating, I would pull out our planners. This was in 90s, 2000s. Uh, to plan out the week, who had what, who needed a car, etc. The key was going to a place for lunch. It never worked if we did it at home. I can totally see that working. I'm really, that's an interesting tip. It is. It's yeah. a really interesting tip. And and uh, I can see why it wouldn't work at home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's lovely. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Bedtime means you are in your room and in bed, but it's okay to be awake still. We kind of had that 
in our house with our yeah. kids. We did. We do that. I if for for me. I it is definitely okay to be because what are you going to do? Punish yourself if you're still awake. Yeah. Um, the the trick for me is that oh, I need to be. I'm sorry. This is for everybody. This isn't just for children. See, I think of bedtime, and I'm thinking, oh, our kids' bedtime. It's okay yeah, if you're bedtime. just in your bed. But this is yeah. also absolutely for adults. Yeah. What am I thinking? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and this is this is the thing we fight as adults, I think, which is the the fight to be in bed and still working on something. Right, right. Right. Like you trick yourself by saying, "Well, I'm only on my, you know, tablet or my phone," but but you're still like maybe looking at email or doing that thing. So, I am totally okay with being awake if you're in bed as long as you're, you know, getting ready to sleep or reading, relaxing, doing something that is that is not geared toward ending in sleep. Right, right. So, yeah. Okay, include the kids and family decisions. I like this one a lot. Like vacation, furniture, going out to eat, etc. Even though I'm single and have no children, I didn't realize how important this was until I was around other parents. It gives the kids ownership and they are more willing to go along with things. Totally yes. get buy-in by bringing them in. Absolutely. And you can do this at a very young age. If you have more than a couple of errands to run, I get burned out. And forget and just go to TJ Maxx for retail mm, therapy. One of my favorite since, stores. <laughs> <laughs> since I verbally process reviewing the list with him out loud makes it more uh, solidly cemented in my mind and helps me remember when I am out and about. Even if I don't remember what's next, I do remember that there is a list. Yes. Uh, mostly uh, for me, get figure out how you process. This is a great reminder right. that if you're, you know, this is a person who knows they're a verbal processor. And I, I think there are still a lot of people who don't know mm -hmm. how they best process mm -hmm. information, which leads us to cleaning. I feel like we already talked to the about Fly Lady, but uh, this, this is kind of a, a cleaning section. Yes. We've got some tips about cleaning. I have not just a launch pad by the door, but also launch pads near the stairs on each level where I put whatever needs to go up or down. So when I'm heading that way, I take it with me versus doing a million trips back and forth. I do the same thing. I do the same thing. Um, You're a launch pad person? Yeah. It's not necessarily like, oh, this is Paige's step or this is Jaden's step or whatever, but it's just anything that goes upstairs will put on, on the staircase, hoping that the person going upstairs will take it with them. Um, it happens maybe two times out of 10 where they actually do it on their own. Yeah. Most of the time we have to say something and say, hey, can you grab this and take it up to your room? Um, but what I like about it is it's it avoids the doing the million trips back and forth. But because their bedrooms are upstairs and our living space is downstairs, if they've left stuff around, it's nice to put it on the the staircase because it's just tidier. It's one little spot that they're that I'm putting their clothes or whatever versus having it be all all over the place. So that's why mm -hmm. I do it is just to kind of keep things in a little bit more tidier fashion. I don't think I've ever run across that concept of assigning somebody a stair. That is brilliant. And I think mm -hmm. I need to start it immediately. Well, and it's although not now even... I'm doing it where one of us is actually moving out. So that's right. You know, right. Less useful. And it's not necessarily a stair. It's any stair. <laughs> You don't you don't label the stairs. No. It's any stair, but I do put this them is in Nikki's separate stair. piles. Keep your stuff off. Yeah, <laughs> I I do have little piles for each kid. So and for okay. husband too, right. because his office is up there. So 
Gotcha. All right. Plan Saturday morning for house cleaning or the weekend, but also give each child a cleaning job like a bathroom. So everyone is cleaning at the same time. I did this growing up and Saturday morning mm-hmm. was the time that we cleaned the house. And um, it is a great idea because it does get everything done before the weekend and, you know, really starts. And so you really get mm-hmm. to enjoy the weekend with a clean house or a tidy year house. Um, so I love this idea. I think it's great to do it all together. Me too. Emptying dishwasher and setting the table for dinner by odd or even birthday. My sister was born on an odd day and I was born on an even day. So it helped my mom remember whose day it was and we would remember. So if, oh, that's so interesting. I've never heard of that before. So if you have to go back and and I can't do it because both my kids were even days. So you'd have to find something else, but that's a really good, uh, that's a good twist on that. So you don't forget because yeah. it is, it's hard to I remember like uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday or Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. And you're flipping back and forth all the time. Okay. My fiance and I both ADHD and we've simply decided to lower our standards for clean. That's not to say that our house is a garbage pit, but it's not better homes and gardens and Marie Kondo would have a stroke. It's not, <laughs> it's not particularly dirty, but there are piles of, of Beep all over. (laughs) (laughs) That's not one of the words we have to be. Oh, it's not. Okay. But there are piles of crap all over our laundry. I mean, you got every bite out of that one, though, didn't you? (laughs) Because I understand. Uh, Our laundry is almost always piled up, and we usually have a bin of mail that's been sitting for weeks. And, you know, I get it. And it's so funny because people think that my, my house must just be prim and proper because I used to be an organizer, but it's so not when you live with mm-hmm. two teenagers, a dog, two cats, two fish, and a guinea pig. Um, the house gets dirty. And I was just telling somebody the other day that I am okay. Like, okay, I will get done at some time. It's at some point, yeah. something will get done. And so I'm not going to yeah. let it ruin my day. And um, so I love that. All right. I do a modified version of Dana K. White's four non-negotiables every day. Do the dishes, vacuum the kitchen floor, swish and swipe in the bathroom and pick up for five minutes. The house is better. It, It turns out if the house is a swamp people pretend not to see it. However, if the dishes are done and the floors are swept and picked up, people will help maintain it and make it better. This goes back to the fly lady thing, yeah. right? Cleanliness in or organization is contagious. If if you have a thing that is kind of picked up, you notice the stuff that's not. It's very it's, true. It's damn tricky is what it is. It works. But does it work to do every day? Like, do you vacuum the kitchen floor every day to keep the kitchen uh, clean because the sink is clean? Generally, wow. brooms, brooms nearby, do a quick sweep. We don't vacuum. Right, but you'll sweep. I did get a new vacuum cleaner, though, that I love. Holy cow. And and weirdly, is is helping us clean. It's the Shark. Oh, do you, do you no. know about the Shark? That sounds like fun. Oh, my gosh. Super powerful HEPA filter. But the coolest part about it is that you're vacuuming along. It's a, it's a push thing. Uh-huh. But you're vacuuming along. And you're like, oh, I should get this corner thing here. And you push a little button and the handle comes off and it's a sucker. So that's one that just the handle becomes a short thing that you can suck or you push a different button and a whole long 
rod comes out, the extendo rod comes out and it's the sucker. And so it's just like a sword being sheathed and unsheathed. And it is, it, it you know, it changes the way we vacuum because our old vacuum cleaner was a canister that we're dragging around with the, the thing. Terrible. This is great, 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 great. And, and it does hard floors mm-hmm. because you just change the mode and it turns off the spinner so it doesn't, you know, shoot stuff everywhere and sucks so hard that it <laughs> picks up everything on the floor. And so it's made it now just the one stop device. We don't have to actually, you know, sweep every yeah. day and then vacuum or Swiffer. We can just yeah. vacuum. That's great. Super handy. Yeah. Very cool. And Dana K. White, of uh, she does uh, uh, A Slob Comes Clean. Oh, and, oh uh, okay. Yeah, that's a another great recommendation and a podcast and great, awesome, yeah. All right, keep that coming. Now we go on to meals. You want to go on to meals? Meals, yeah. Wrapping up with meals, another great set of recommendations. Meals are a perennial challenge. Just when I feel like we have a great routine for picking meals and doing all the shopping. Something happens. Somebody has to do something and miss a meal and don't eat that meal without me because it's my favorite. Or, (laughs) yes, we've had the same five meals week after week after week because we're in a rut. And so how to figure out how to get everybody on board with meal planning and excitement about eating is hard. hard. And I'm speaking to myself. And to me, too. (laughs) To me too. Goodness. This is I really wish that we just didn't have to eat dinner. Yeah. Because if we just had breakfast and lunch, it'd be fine. Everybody would be happy. Yeah, but yeah. it's this dinner thing that just drives me nuts. Why is dinner so hard? I don't know. But I it is. It. But we've got no, some anyway, ideas here's, here. Here's our number one. I have a set day to pick up groceries and I even use a pickup service so that I can reuse my typical skeleton list and edit as needed and avoid impulse purchases. Boy, if that's anything like a lesson learned from the pandemic. Right. I uh, 100%. Totally agree. Yes. Yeah. It's that's been so useful, like getting a handle on the apps and the tools and technologies around grocery. It's made going into the grocery store crazy. Yes. Now, like you go in the grocery store and it's just all giant pick baskets right. in these aisles. That's kind of scary. It is. They're huge. I know. So, I can't believe how much um, money we've saved by doing that and the convenience yeah. just in itself. Yeah. It's um, huge. Yeah. That's great. I have a variety of packaged food for the kids to grab or microwave for themselves during the day. I also have bread, ham, sliced cheese, et cetera, if they want to make sandwiches. In other words, I don't really make sure they eat during the day, Mm -hmm. but there will be food when they are hungry. My only rules for them is not Mm -hmm. to eat two hours before dinner. The clock starts two hours before dinner. Yes. And you know what? We did do that with our children, too. I remember it was before four o'clock. You have to eat. If you're going to eat anything, it has to be before four o'clock. Anything yeah. after four o'clock? Nope, nope, nope. Or it Off would limits. be like a fruit. Like if you're really that hungry, you can go eat a banana. Because <laughs> then that felt like it was yeah. sort of an extension to dinner, you know. But yeah, that's great. We, when the kids were really, really little, we had these rules that for their, them learning to make their own lunch to go to school, which was there are just four categories. Uh, crunchy, veggie, fruity protein, Ah. crunchy, veggie, fruity protein, as long as they could pick it. And that has stuck. Like they still, when they're in there making their own stuff, they still are thinking in terms of, hmm, what's fruity that I can eat right now? (laughs) So funny how these little habits stick around and they're like going off to college. They still think crunchy, veggie, fruity protein. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, 
last year, I got tired of prepping dinner for myself and began to have each of my kids pick a day of the week to help out. They kind of became my accountability partners. <laughs> Amen to this. Mm-hmm. That has been huge, especially over the last year. We do exactly the same thing. We actually make our kids make a dinner for the family each night. And that was fantastic. Mm -hmm. The other thing I want to add to this is if you do any kind of meal delivery uh, service like HelloFresh or Freshly Mm -hmm. or any of those, that's also a good thing to say, hey, one kid, one night, you know, make this because it does give you all of the instructions, all of the ingredients are already like measured pretty much. And so great way to, to incorporate that. Because my fiance and I are both ADHD. We each have tasks that for whatever reason, we particularly hate and make sure to divide and conquer those tasks. An example, I find grocery shopping, planning meals and cooking to be absolutely overwhelming and stressful. On the other hand, he absolutely cannot stand the multi-step process of keeping the children clean and uncluttered. Your kitchen, you said children. I did say children. Is that funny? (laughs) We need to make sure that those children are clean and keep the children. You know, I argue my point stands. They can't wear (laughs) too many clothes or accessories. (laughs) Right, right. We got to keep the kitchen clean and uncluttered. The solution to this is that I have entirely taken on the keeping of the kitchen and he does literally all of the food shopping, planning and cooking. I clean up after his kitchen messes and he makes sure I'm not surviving on ramen and cheese cubes. Don't disparage ramen and cheese. I could live on ramen and cheese cubes. I don't think I could be happy. I could be happy. I would have to have a lot of water because there's so much sodium and (laughs) a lot of salt. (laughs) I'll bet it is good. I will admit it it is is so good. And and that's it. But I just Those have to say tips. one thing about this last one. It's such a great example yeah. um, of teamwork. And I think that that's a lot of what our theme is, uh, you know, during these, uh, these podcasts, these shows that we're creating is that teamwork, you know, being able to, what am I good at? What do I not like so much? And if you guys can come with a compromise of, hey, I can do this, you can do that. Let's work together. Uh, it just makes the the family and relationship and home, you know, much easier place to to maintain and be happy in. That's it. That's the list of tips. Thank you, everybody, for contributing. You are fantastic. And, uh, you know, you read a list like this and you think community's got it on lock. They're doing fine. They don't need us. No, they're doing all right. You're doing fine, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. We sure appreciate you downloading and listening to this show. Thanks for your time and attention. Don't forget, if you have something to contribute with this conversation, you want to keep it going, keep sharing those tips over in the Show Talk channel in the Discord server. You can join us right there by becoming a supporting member at the deluxe level. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll see you right back here next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. Mm-hmm.